0: Hello, Gator Nation, and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators. On today's show, we will break down Florida's 2020 class. Give some grades at each position, and at the end we will talk about some of the remaining needs that UF has. And I'll be joined by Coach Jay back on Locked Gators once again to give his perspective on recruiting. This will be the final Locked on Gators episode before the bowl game. I'll be off next week for Christmas break, and then in Miami the following week for the Orange Bowl. So we will be back again after that. Here is my conversation with Coach Jay on Friday as we break down Florida's 2020 class. We now welcome back Coach Jay into Lockdown Gators. First time he came on here, he set social media on fire with his comments about Gervon <laughs> Dexter and the stats for his senior season, and now he's back to break down Florida's 2020 class. To this point, just the early signees, still about six weeks to go before this group is finalized, but... Coach Jay, welcome back into the show, man. How's it going? And thanks for joining us again.
1: Everything's good, man. Thanks for having me back on.
0: Absolutely, man. Just ready to uh, kind of get your perspective on the guys that put pen to paper with the Gators on Wednesday. We'll start, as we always do, with the quarterback position, Anthony Richardson, a big signee for the Gators right in the hometown of Gainesville, Florida. And he is already one of three guys that is at UF participating in bowl practices. What do you think about the addition of him? He'll be going through a spring practice.
1: Richardson is going to be a real solid quarterback. I think he's going to need some time to develop, but he's going to get the time to develop. I think he got the perfect mentors to have and Kyle Chaff and Emory. And the game is real similar to Emory. He's not as polished at this point as Emory, but he's a really good quarterback. I really look forward to what he can do during the spring, even though he may get
0: in and mess up a lot, but you can kind of see where he is. My biggest question mark is to see kind of where his passing is at. I think from an athletic standpoint and just where he is physically, you really know what he can bring to the table as a dual threat, and he shows that on film. I want to see how he handles kind of what they put on him in terms of the passing game and where his accuracy is at, kind of how the ball comes out. That's something that he's worked on over the past year. But I, I think that this is a – I'll give the grade a B plus. He's a top 200 prospect, the nation's number five dual threat quarterback, according to the 24-7 sports composite. I think he has a chance to maybe be better than his ranking by the time all is said and done in his college career. Because, like you said, he's not only getting coached by a quarterback guru, but he's in a perfect scheme for his skill set. So definitely got the type of quarterback signing that they needed in this class. I I agree with you on that. I think he's also a B-plus. And then, obviously, Jay, the position that everybody has caused a stir about in this cycle, and that's the running back spot. We can't really give it a grade at this point because they don't have one yet. They still have time to go get a commit. So I'm going to give it an I, and incomplete, as Greg Knox and this coaching staff have to figure out what they're going to do at this spot. What is your take on how this has all gone down in this cycle and You know, two years in a row where they had a five-star running back in the state of Florida, and Greg Knox and the staff have not been able to land them. But he still did get Naquan right last year, who I know you really like. And if they can go get a guy like Gibbs, uh, who is scheduled to take an official visit in January, I still think that you could salvage this class and get a really good running back. I agree. I talked to a coach a year ago
1: about Naquan, and They say he wasn't as good as Dalvin, but a little bit better than James. I felt like that was huge. And you can recall when we was recruiting him before he committed, once we got him, I didn't really want Sanders. (laughs) I was satisfied with Naquan at back, and that's because I didn't want the politics of Sanders to come into play and we not really get to see what type of back Naquan could be. I mean, he didn't really get any carries this year, so we can't really tell at this point, but I'm anxious to see what he can do with the ball in his hands.
0: I think the stats that he put up against that South Florida competition can not be ignored. When you average over 10 yards per carry against these Miami defenders that we know are some of the best in the country, I think that says a lot about his ability and how he fits into this rotation. This offense remains to be seen, but I still think that it was a good signing last year. You know, they just have to figure out what they're going to do in this class. And the same goes for the wide receiver spot. Billy Gonzalez and the staff have been able to get some commits at this position, but still another spot, at least one, that they need to fill to get to 10 wide receivers on the roster. That's what Dan Mullen said, the number he wants to hit. They're currently at nine right now. But when you look at this wide receiver group and try to give it a grade, you do have to take into account the fact that they have Leonard Manuel committed even though he's not signed yet. And I think if you look at it through that lens and you also consider the fact that Mark Britt, an athlete who's committed to the Gators who also didn't sign, could probably end up playing wide receiver because of the need there, this group might end up being a lot better than it looks right now uh, on paper. If you consider all three of those guys, to me, this is a B-plus group when you look at what Manuel could bring to the table if he qualifies, what Frazier's is bringing to the table having already signed, and Britt's film as a wide receiver looks really good.
1: We did uh, some film study at the beginning of the summer. This was before Frazier exploded as a team. We kind of rated everybody, every receiver's film and a lot of other players, and we talked about this. Coming into the year, we had Marcus Roseme the best receiver in the state. I think we had Leonard Manuel, number two, and we had Mark Brick, the number three receiver. And that's because of his tape. On tape, he looked so similar to Jerry Judy and Van Jefferson, the way he used his feet and the way he break a DB down. Like, you can tell he's coached on the rope and on the ladder. He's just so good with how he get in breaks and out of break. I don't know if Billy D really did a bad job. If they move him to receiver, now the only bad thing about moving him to receiver, if you look at his senior film at safety, he covers so much ground. He's all over the place. So that's one of those players like uh, Watson from uh, a few years ago from Ocala, like they're so good and so elite at two different positions. It's like. What do you need, and what are they comfortable with most playing? And that's where you send them once
0: they show up. And I think if they end up getting all three of those guys, and like you said, Britt does end up at wide receiver instead of safety, where he has been reported to be recruited at that position, but he also certainly has the ability, and I think will get the opportunity to play wide receiver, I think this group will be all right. They'll definitely have the numbers. And if Jamarcus Weston, who's one of the guys they signed last year, pans out to be – the player that Dan Mullen and Billy Gonzalez think he's going to be, along with the guys that they'll have starting next year, should Grimes and Tony return for their senior years, Ford is going to be fine at wide receiver. They'll definitely have to go out in the 2021 class and load up. If you're a Spotify listener, use Spotify Rap to show us your top Locked On podcast for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at Locked On Live on Twitter, and we will share and retweet. They needed to address tight end this year, with Lucas Crow making a departure, what do you think about the addition of Jonathan Odom? And what, what do you give? What would you give his grade at, at the tight end position? I think Odom's a
1: really good tight end. I think he's got great size. I think with Gamble, with Pitt, and with
0: Zipper and Lane. Zipper,
1: I'm gonna just say Zipper. You'll give him time to develop. So I think next year you kind of give him the same direction you gave Pitt this first year, maybe have him work with receivers and work on route running because he has great hands and he's going to be able to catch the ball in traffic. So once you get him a year to just like really develop, work on your route, work on refining your blocking, which he's already pretty good at blocking, but refining your blocking a little bit, I think next year, his sophomore year is when you'll really see him be the tight end that you
0: think he can be. I think at six foot five, 250 pounds, and what he brings to the table and where it puts forward in terms of numbers. This is a, a good job by Larry Scott and what he's done to develop that position. I, I'd give it a B grade. And I think that the grade that we will go with for the offensive line is going to be a lot higher, Coach Jay. I know you really like this group. And Coach Hevesy, what he's done from a number standpoint with the last two cycles has got Florida's offensive line in a really good place what he's done specifically with the talent that he's bringing in this year. You're talking about some potential upgrades at these spots.
1: Coach Hevesy hit a home run with this class. Nobody's really talking about Nick. Nancy is a beast, and he has the attitude that you want in alignment. I think out of all of them, I think Walker once seen an interview where he said that uh, he was coming out to play left tackle. If he's going to play left tackle, then you may not see too much of him until next year. So who's ever assigned to the right tackle spot, you may see a lot of them next year. But I tell you what, Mitch is going in to guard. I expect him to compete for a starting spot at guard next year as a true freshman. Six foot five,
0: 320 pounds. He's got the size to do it already. And he got the attitude. He's
1: a dirty, nasty player in the middle. And that's what Florida's been lacking for a
0: long time. And I think with the signees that they got, we'll see what happens with the fifth commit. But I think that this is an a group from John Hevesy across the board. You're getting two really good guards, two really good tackles, and you're getting your numbers up. So definitely a box that got checked by Coach Hevesy. And you move over to the other side of the line of scrimmage and a big check for David Turner. I think that defensive line also gets an A grade with what they got at tackle in the end, Ansquan Powell, who in the ESPN 300 is ranked the number 31 overall player. So they got some elite talent at end and tackle as well.
1: i give this an A+. Plus. If they would have added Tim Smith, it would have been the gorilla emoji. <laughs> Not even a grade. <laughs> so this is, this is a solid group right here. I like them all. Honestly, I, I think they're all really good defensive linemen, I think they're all really flexible linemen. Outside of Lee, like lead from day one is probably going to be a nose. But the rest of those guys, they can play pretty much anywhere on the D-line. Coach Turner's done a great job. And he got, looking at uh, the 2021 class, Dick Chris coming in next year, another 6'6 defensive tackle. That's underrated right now, but he's really, really good in the middle.
0: They were able to flip. Tim Smith from Alabama. This class would have just been insane on paper, but still a really, really good job by David Turner. And you saw Dan Mullen on Wednesday touting the fact that they made a coaching change and he feels like they're recruiting better now at the defensive line because of him moving to the linebacker spot. Only one signee, but I think we're both going to go with an A grade because of the prospect that they signed and the need at position numbers wise. Wasn't a big need. If you sign the linebacker this
1: year, you need a linebacker who can really cover, and that's what they got, a really good linebacker
0: who can cover. And then Derek Wingo, you're also getting a guy who was the Gatorade player of the year in the state of Florida, and also just what he brings to the table from a leadership standpoint, maturity, football IQ. He's a guy that can play all the linebacker positions. He has the ability to kind of be one of those leaders of your defense and and maybe a type of alpha dog player. I, I think to add that type of guy to your locker room, specifically at the linebacker position, a job well done by Christian Robinson. Final position, Coach Jay, the Gators loaded up at defensive back in terms of numbers. Some guys, especially at safety, that we really like, but what's your overall assessment of this class and the corners that are coming in? Got some guys that are highly rated, but also some that either haven't played a lot because they've been injured or been playing other positions.
1: This group, I give the lowest grade. Honestly, I feel like we're kind of struck out here. And the reason why I say that is because this year we're not in the playoffs because of DB play. So I feel yeah. like you had to go
0: out and you had to hit a home run there. Might have been looking for the type of class that they had along the defensive line and along the offensive line. I do really like Ethan Pouncing. Rodgers is a guy that brings a lot of athleticism, and he, he's a quarterback, so – Sometimes that's a great quality that you look for in a DB. Avery Helm is coming off the injury, but he's a guy that they really like. But I think the signees at safety, Travez Johnson in particular, there's a lot to like about him. Dan Mullen actually singled him out as the sleeper in this class. You're from the Jacksonville area, so you're you're very familiar with him.
1: Travez is one of those sleepers, another one of those underrated guys. I think late he got an offer from Clemson, which is saying a lot also, but Ben is a thumper. Like, he'll come up and he'll knock the snot out of you. And I don't think we got a safety on the roster right now that is similar to him as far as games go.
0: Last but not least, they got a punter. They went out to Australia and signed Crosshaw. So, for everybody that's saying that Greg Knox didn't land anybody in this class, he did get somebody (laughs) at special teams. So, now he's got to go out and get a running back. Coach Jay, as you look at these final few spots that they – have to fill. What positions do you feel like need to be addressed the most, and is there any guys, maybe one or two guys, that you would like to see them land?
1: Williams is the number one priority
0: to me. We're going to safety.
1: You get Williams, you move Britt to receiver, and then I wouldn't even worry about getting another receiver. You could probably try to squeeze in another lineman and get Gibbs, that running back. I would commit all my resources to getting Gibbs, the running back Commit for Georgia Tech. He's a really good running back. I think one game he had close to 700 yards. It's not over 700 yards in a game. That's saying a lot. This is South Georgia kid. It's not a, a kid from Iowa somewhere playing eight man football. So yeah, that, 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 that's
0: saying a lot. I think when all said and done, if they get a guy like Avante Williams and Gibbs, and they also sign Leonard Manuel, should he qualify? that's going to put them in top five range. And I think that that's going to be a group Florida fans should all be happy with if they make improvements on the field in 2020, the way that they did in 2019, that should push the recruiting class maybe even higher for 2021. I appreciate coach Jay for his time and perspective and joining me once again, and that'll do it for the latest edition of locked on Gators. As we broke down Florida's 2020 class, with the early signees and gave out some grades. I hope everyone has a happy holidays, enjoy some time with family, and I'll talk to you guys after the bowl game. Thanks to everybody who has listened this season and happy new year to you all. If you're looking for a last minute, fun sports gift for the holidays, go to breakingtcom slash locked on. Breaking T makes sports t-shirts around teams' passion moments. Great for all fans. Go to breakingtea.com slash locked on and then feel free to search the site for great shirts and fun sports gifts.